Family, success, and money all turn to deception, betrayal, and murder. This is the chaos of the real life of the story behind Gucci. What's up? What's up? So this is our part two of our episodes of Dress to Kill. And because we had such a fun time with part one, we have Lisa Moore back for part two. Yes, I'm back. She's Woo-hoo. back. She's Guess back. who's back? Back, back again. again. Lisa's, Lisa's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. Okay. <laughs> that could go on. It could be terrible. And I just lost three listeners right now. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> we only got like That's six, so let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are going to uh, listen to some Gucci and... Yeah, yeah. and as we're uh, kind of unraveling this story, we're switching it up a little bit with some Malibu splashes. Um, I do like my splash. Yeah, they're very good. Um, so not wine, but you know, still fun, fun drinks. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the story behind Gucci. Okay, so for those of you out there who may not be super into the fashion world, you might not really know what Gucci is. You might have heard of it, but um, not completely sure. Um, well, Gucci is an Italian luxury brand of fashion and leather goods. Um, so this Italian luxu- luxury fashion house is based in Florence, Italy, Its product lines include handbags, ready-to-wear footwear, accessories, makeup, fragrances, and home decor. Gucci was founded in 1921 by Guccio Gucci in Florence, Tuscany. What a name, I have to say. (laughs) Guccio Gucci. (laughs) One more G, and it could have been like the three L's for Lululemon. Yes! Whoa! theme in case you're just joining we did lululemon last week which i forgot to say is our part two for fashion oh yeah go listen it's a good one so carry on. <laughs> um but under the direction uh it was of aldo gucci he was the son of guccio and he became a worldwide um you know ambassador for this brand it became very very popular everyone was you know getting to know gucci Um, And it was an icon of the Italian Dolce Vita. So the oldest biological son of Guccio Gucci, um, who I just mentioned, Aldo, is known for expanding the Italian brand to international markets, um, namely establishing a presence in New York during the 1950s. He was a big family man, so Aldo was passionate that the Gucci name oversaw all of the fashion house operations. Rodolfo Gucci was the youngest child of the founder, Guccio. Um, He had five sons, and although he had a sister, Grimalda Gucci, the family fortune was constructed so that only male heirs owned part of the Gucci name. Which is horrible. Like, I know it was different times, but it's just so sad that she wasn't, you know, able to be part of it with her family just solely based on her gender. And she could have brought some fresh ideas, you know? Uh, women in fashion? Yeah, yeah, I think so. exactly. Now, Rodolfo actually worked as an actor under the stage name Maurizio Diancora under his father's death, um, or, excuse me, until his father's death ultimately forced him to return to the family fashion business. 
Rodolfo was wed to actress Sandra Ravel in 1944, and his biggest design contribution to the Gucci house was creating the Flora print scarf made famous by Grace Kelly. Which, like, I'm not a huge fashion buff or whatever, um, but I definitely know exactly what scarf this is. I don't know if you guys know. No. It's kind of iconic, but, um, but yeah. So eventually Aldo and Rodolfo Gucci assumed 50-50 ownership of Gucci after the death of their brother. However, Aldo and Rodolfo, they never saw eye to eye about business practices, especially given that Rodolfo pretty much abandoned the family to pursue his acting career. Through a ton of legal arrangements, Aldo attempted to retain full control of the company but by 1986, he ended up being sentenced to a year in prison for tax evasion after his son, Paolo Gucci, flagged the questionable business practices to the International Revenue Service. And Aldo then did end up dying in 1990 at the age of 84. Aldo Gucci's son, Paolo, worked as the chief fashion designer for the brand throughout the 1960s. So before being named vice president of marketing for the American branch of the conglomerate, just two years later, Paolo was fired through an attempted to sue to use Gucci name for a new venture. Um, and like I had mentioned before, he later threatened legal action against his father, brothers, uncle Rodolfo and cousin Maurizio for breach of contract, emotional distress and assault during a board meeting. So to kind of paint you a picture of Paolo, he could definitely be termed as the black sheep of the family. Um, now, he filed for bankruptcy in 1994 and was in prison that same year for failing to pay child support. He died in 1995 at the age of 64 due to complications from chronic hepatitis. Hepatitis. <laughs> what does the, the old guys say? And the, oh, no, never mind. That's diabetes. Like what? But yeah, I know what you. Diabetes. I said the old guy with the diabetes. Yeah, he's like diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> okay, diabetes. sorry. <laughs> Continue on. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so this company was insanely successful by the eighties. I mean, between nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty seven, the sales of trademark Gucci products reached four hundred million dollars and $227 million just in 1990 alone. So, you know, big ballers they were over there. <laughs> Clearly. Yes. <laughs> Clearly this family... <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> Clearly this family owned uh, company not only came with success, but it came with a quite a bit of scandal and drama as well. So, and let me tell you, it does not stop there uh let's get into the real meat of this story meat yeah so let's first off talk a little bit about a woman named patrizia reggiani she was born december 2nd 1948 and was an italian socialite patrizia was born in vignola northern italy she grew up poor and never knew her biological father at the age of 12, Patrizia's mother married a wealthy entrepreneur named Ferdinando Reggiani, um, who later adopted Patrizia, therefore changing her last name from Mar Martinelli to Reggiani. I love all these Italian names. You guys pronounce them so well. I know. <laughs> I love when she takes the harder cases with the harder names. I'm trying. I'm, to be completely
completely honest. I hope I'm saying them right. I don't think know. you're Sounds nailing good. it. So I have my like hand in the Italian like when I'm saying these names. Patrizia. Carlos is listening. Carlos, come on, man. <laughs> Italy, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> we'll tell you that story later. Okay. Listen to us. Small sacrifices. Our episode. If you don't know who Carlos. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because of her increased wealth and social status in the community, Patrizia began going out, making connections, and just mingling, which resulted in her becoming this pretty well-known socialite around town. One night in the year 1970, Patrizia was out at a party, and she ended up meeting Maurizio Gucci. They fell in love, and, you know, they kept moving forward. They wanted to spend their lives together. So Patrizia married Maurizio, um, and he was the heir to the fashion empire, you guessed it, Gucci. And 1973, after meeting at this party in Milan, um, is when they got together. While Patrizia remained and even got more famous as this Italian socialite, Maurizio was climbing the ranks in the couture company that his grandfather had founded. When Reggiani became part of the Gucci empire, she actually became the chief advisor for the company. And after Maurizio took over Rodolfo's shares, he started a legal case to take over his uncle Aldo Gucci's shares as well. He fought with this family for years until he, uh, he actually bought them out with InvestCorp, which that's so shady to me that you would go, you know, undermine your family like that and sell your whole family business to someone else like greed greed it's a very ugly color mm-hmm. the couple had two daughters alessandra and allegra gucci yet Maurizio's father rodolfo he always disapproved of their marriage and just kind of of them being together completely after more than a decade together, Maurizio ended up leaving Patrizia for a younger woman named Paolo Franchi. Even though the couple didn't divorce until 1991, their marriage was over after Maurizio walked out on Patrizia in 1985. Um, he was telling her, actually, that he was going on a business trip that he just never returned from. He just never came home. Uh, instead, he moved in with this mistress, Paolo Franchi. Ouch! That's yeah, that's a stinger. That's gotta hurt. Uh, like no conversation, just a lie about going on a business trip, uh, and then a whole new life. So was the stepfather like, "I told you so"? Probably. I'm sure he was. So like, ghosting was even around in the '80s, right? Exactly. <laughs> he couldn't fully ghost her because you know legal ties, but like basically, he basically relationship ghosted her. It's messed up. <laughs> Hope she didn't meet him on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo Franchi, his mistress, um, she was living with Maurizio Gucci for five years leading up to his death. The interior designer left her previous husband uh, for this fiery affair with the Gucci heir, and she claimed that Maurizio's ex, Patrizia, was stalking her and threatened to kill the couple. She says, I begged him to hire a bodyguard, but he refused. He didn't believe Patrizia would go through with her threat because of their girls. I feel like women know, you know, like men are like, oh, it's fine. But like girls have this intuitive thing about them where they just like know things, you know. They say if you feel it in your gut, 
Mm-hmm. You always go with your first instinct. Yep. That's the right one. Exactly. Patrizia and Maurizio's divorce was drawn out over six years. Um, during those six years, Patrizia actually found out that uh, she had a brain tumor. And meanwhile, Maurizio had inherited inherited a 50% stake in the Gucci fashion, fashion house following the death of his father. So Maurizio was Rodolfo's only child. And so when he died in 1983, he inherited this full stake into the fashion company. So yeah, following his father's death, Maurizio was actually the largest Gucci family shareholder with 50% of the company. Um, However, his shares were frozen by the Italian government after Maurizio was sued by his family, alleging that he forged his father's signatures in order to take control of the fashion house. He even pushed out the family board members, like, all together to, like I had mentioned before, eventually sell the company in 1993, um, which just fully cut ties between the Gucci family and their namesake brand. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that's... Talk about betrayal. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait for Thanksgiving dinner. I know! How awkward! (laughs) In 2016, uh, Patrizia spoke to the outlet, The Guardian, saying, I was angry with Maurizio about many, many things at that time. But above all this, losing the family business. It was stupid. It was a failure. I was filled with rage, but there was nothing I could do. He shouldn't have done that to me. Which I think is kind of funny. She said to me, to me. like as if he didn't undercut all of his other all family, family members. members. Yes. Yeah, his brothers and or sister and doing this to his children as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like cutting down the the family line business. Two years later, Maurizio was shot to death. Yes, on March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five, Maurizio was shot four times on his way to work in Milan. He died on the scene in the lobby of Gucci's Milan office at the age of 46. Giuseppe Anataro, the only direct witness, recalls that uh, on this 27th of March, he says it was a lovely spring morning, then working as the doorman at the Via Palestro 20, he was also shot twice in the arm but survived. He recounted to the Guardian, Mr. Gucci arrived carrying some magazines and said good morning. Then I saw a hand. It was a beautiful, clean hand, and it was pointing a gun. Three shots were fired at Maurizio's back, and fourth found in his head. Which I just think it's kind of funny how he described that uh, that situation. Like, it was a beautiful hand, and then it shot, <laughs> and it was a lovely morning. I'm like, he's kind of, I guess, painting a nicer picture there yeah, about the very scenario. Descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> Noticing all the perks. Reggiani was, of course, the first suspect, uh, but it wasn't until January 31st, 1997, that she was arrested after a tip-off and then convicted a year later. Yes, three years later, in 1998, Patrizia Reggiani was sentenced for hiring a hitman to murder her ex-husband. Like, money sure does make people do some crazy things in this world. Um, money and love are typically the two main culprits I'm gathering, uh, in most of these murder stories. They do, uh, they make people do some crazy stuff. I'm about to Google some Coach and Prada time we're done with these stories. I know! <laughs> Honestly. There's gotta be something in each of them. 
Also, only one day after Maurizio was murdered, Patrizia, I guess, allegedly sent Paolo an eviction notice to move out of the Gucci-owned apartment where Paolo had been living with her then 11-year-old son, Charlie, and with Maurizio. Like, that's kind of, that's, like, truly savage to me. Like, sorry, I know your man was just murdered, but now you and your son um, have to go and be homeless. Like, that's... Cutthroat. Cutthroat, yeah. Um, And side note, uh, sadly, her son, Charlie, I guess he later committed suicide at the age of 16. Um, So that was just kind of, like, a sad fact that I saw with that. But Patrizia Reggiani, she was then nicknamed the Black Widow during her trial. By 1998, she was convicted of arranging the murder of the father of her children and hiring a team of assassins. Okay, listen to how much she paid this hitman. (laughs) $375,000. That's, I mean, I know they were so rich, so that seems like a lot of money to me. But it's like, that's dedication to uh, really get rid of him. And she was found guilty and sentenced to 29 years in prison. While she's sticking to her story of innocence, uh, Patrizia reportedly attempted suicide in November 2000 after being transferred to the opera prison on the outskirts of Milan. Um, The former Gucci heiress was released in 2016, so she only ended up serving 16 years total. I was going to say, I even feel like 29 years for murder is short. Yeah. Like, depending on how old you are, you have your whole life to start over when you get out. Like, a mm-hmm. full life still. Like, I know the fact that she only served 16 years, it just doesn't seem long enough for, like, literally hiring someone to murder somebody else. I don't know. I don't know how, like, laws are in Italy or how their, you know, laws work over there, but I just feel like that's not enough time. No, not, not at all. Yeah. And it's... And then hiring a hitman, it's obviously premeditated, premeditative, premeditated. Yeah, premeditated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's it's just yeah, absolutely not unacceptable. Yeah, it's she should get more for premeditated because it's not like I mean either way, murder's bad. I'm not saying it's right. good either way, but like when it's premeditated, like there's really bad intention behind that. Right. Yeah. I mean, murder, like you said, murder altogether is bad but you know like the other story Lululemon that was basically a reaction and it was just out of fear and rage at that moment yeah as opposed to this she planned it she paid and she waited yes exactly yeah interesting yeah now the other girl the Brittany for the Lululemon story she's gonna be in prison for life Mm-hmm. And she's, and, you know, uh, Reggiani's out after 16 after years. 16 years, yeah. yes. Um, and she actually legally proved that she was entitled to a $1.2 million annual allowance from the Gucci estate, plus back payments from the 17 years that she was in prison, as stated in her divorce agreement. So she made a pretty penny once Who she got Who the hell is her lawyer? And yeah. I need his number just in case one day. Right? Exactly. So she was granted that. Yes, she got all that money when she was released from prison. Like, so she didn't even have to serve that long. And she got so much money and so much press. Like, 
This Not woman that murders somebody, but right. dang, he's nice to have on your side. <laughs> now, wasn't she the one that was diagnosed with the brain tumor? Yes. Okay, so she obviously... She's still alive. Um, I'm not exactly sure where she's at currently with that, um, but during their divorce years, she was kind of dealing with the brain tumor thing as well. Actually, I read somewhere, too, that um, she was blaming the brain tumor thing, like, on her acting irrationally and hiring a hitman, kind of trying to, like, you know, save face Mm. for what she did, but I don't think people really bought that exactly. But, yeah... Meanwhile, he's dead. The son to the new wife committed suicide. Yes. And the new wife was evicted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. She put everyone through a shit show. And she just married into the family. Yeah, exactly. So, she yeah. was she okay. wasn't even like a blood uh right. Gucci. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Interesting. So she just seems a little selfish to me, um, <laughs> trying to just take everything for herself, I guess. But yeah, she got a lot of money after being released from prison. Um, Patrizia explained that she is not guilty, but also not innocent during a 2018 interview that she did. She says all of the things that happened were a misunderstanding. Um, she said during the People Magazine Investigates Crime of Fashion series... Like, I how I don't fully get that. How are you not guilty but not innocent? Um, like, if that were true, then she's definitely hiding things that happen because that doesn't make much sense to me. Like, how can you say that you're not guilty but also not innocent? <laughs> Patrizia's innocence theory, uh, it was reliant, I guess, on a rumored clairvoyant medium named Gis- Giuseppina. Um, her nickname was Pina. And she became entangled in the drama surrounding Maurizio Gucci. Pina and Patrizia lived together beginning in 1994. And Pina helped Patrizia uh, write her, like, memoirs. They were just really good friends, I guess. But Pina admitted to authorities that Patrizia had hired a hitman to assassinate Maurizio. While Patrizia claims that Pina was the one who made the arrangements and then blackmailed her to pay $375,000 for the murder. Which I don't believe. Like, I, I don't know. That just seems too far-fetched, in my opinion. You know, I believe that Patrizia was the one who hired the hitman. Because, like, what would Pina have really to gain out of doing all of that? Um... But yeah, Pina was actually also convicted alongside Patrizia, um, and she was released from prison in 2010. They got good lawyers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I get why Pina may have been released a little bit earlier, because she didn't actually hire this hitman. She did help kind of plot it, I guess. Um, but but yeah, Patrizia is saying that this is all Pina. Pina's the one who should be to blame. Um, so I'm guessing they're not friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be my wild guess. Um, so, yeah, lots of family drama uh, behind the scenes of this empire. Um, now, of course, even though the Gucci family no longer owns or has any part in the company since Maurizio sold it, uh, the name obviously still lives on as the company continues to thrive and just make millions upon millions of dollars each year. Excuse me, my voice keeps cracking. Um, But this is such an interesting story about 
you know, success, business dealings, money, and murder. Um, that, of course, it would only make sense to then turn it into a, a film. Um, I'm definitely excited about this one. It's coming out in November. It's called House of Gucci. They're making a whole film about this. Um, and kind of just bringing this whole story to light um, in front of everyone. Because I had never heard of any of this happening with the Gucci family. Um, but you saw the preview, low and kind of told me a little bit about it. So Yeah, I had to go see uh, my man and his movie, uh, Free Guy. Yep. So... <laughs> Had to support. <laughs> I mean, stay at Ryan Reynolds for two hours. I'm not going to say no. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw the preview for it, and I had no idea either. And I came home, and I'm like, girl, I was like, uh, let's do some research. And mm-hmm. here we are. And I was super excited because it's going to be Lady Gaga, and I do love Lady Gaga. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, yeah, if you watch the And tri- Jared Leto, sorry. Oh, He's I, in it, too, and Jared Leto is really awesome. Jared Leto is so good in everything that he does. Uh, but, yeah, if you watch the trailer... Um, which I'll try to remember to post on our um, Facebook page too, but it does look really good. And like you said, it has like such a good cast with Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Al Pacino, Salma Hayek, and just, you know, even more going on after that. But the film adaptation is, of course, from this true story, um, but is based centered on the book by Sarah Gay Gordon called The House of Gucci, a, excuse me, a sensational stir- story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed. Um, I love that title, by the way. <laughs> yes. Perfect title. <laughs> exactly. I have not read the book, um, but I can only imagine it's it's good. What character does Selma Hag play? Um, I, oh gosh, let's look it up, because I can't remember. I feel like she is the... I think she's Pina. Pina. Yeah, she's, oh, she's Pina. Pina. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch watch that one. Yeah. Welcome back to Girls Night and I'll go see it. Yes. yes. Perfect. Yes. Maybe Maddie will be in town. Maybe. In case you're listening, Maddie Moore, yeah, we gave you a shout out here. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Moore. <laughs> but yeah, when I was actually researching this story, um, and the film and just everything that went along with it, I came across a few quotes from some of the Gucci family members themselves commenting on the feel- on their feelings like about this film. And let's just say I don't think they're the biggest supporters of this. Um, after the film was announced, Patrizia slammed the adaptation telling Italian news agency ANSA um, through The Independent that she was irritated by the casting. She says, I'm rather annoyed at the fact that Lady Gaga is playing me in the new Ridley Scott film without having had the consideration and sensibility to come and meet me, Patrizia says. It is not an economic question. I won't get a cent from the film. It is a question of good sense and respect. Okay, let's talk about respect here. Yes! (laughs) Hello, reality check. Exactly. Did, Did any of the sisters comment? Um, no... A granddaughter commented, though, also, um, but none of the sisters did. Um, It was mostly just the granddaughter and Patricia. Patricia had the most to say. She was not thrilled about uh, Lady Gaga playing her. I mean, Lady Gaga, like, I guess could have consulted her. Some people do that with films. They consult the actual person. But, like, she's not obligated to do that. Yeah, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she lost her right. Exactly. And, hi, haven't they seen The Shallow? I mean... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the name of the song. 
A star is born. Yeah. So, I mean, she kind of, I don't know, nailed it. Yeah, she, she like, nails everything that she does. But regardless, I mean, this, it's about the family, and I don't know, I just think it's fascinating that it's being, I guess, quote-unquote, exposed. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just doesn't like the truths that are exactly. going to be told. It, yeah, That's yes, what it yes. is. She wanted to be consulted so she could twist it to make it make her it story. Yes, I'm sure she would have been. She would have been okay with it had she had gotten a profit and had she been uh, okay with the character playing her. But yeah, because she was not consulted and she couldn't manipulate her way through right. it. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, she would have had uh, very different quotes if it went that way. She would have been like, I'm so excited for everyone to see it. Yeah, <laughs> Which is actually kind it. of surprising, would be surprising, taking into consideration that she's being actually exposed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because truthfully, it's, it's one of those things, it's just a sad situation that you look at the Gucci store and you look at everything and that you just, you would hope that everyone would have taken apartment but to, to hear this story it's it really brings things to yeah and the fact that it's not even in the gucci family's hands anymore like it yeah just a lot of drama behind it i, I wonder agree. how much she has to do with him selling it i yeah i don't know she didn't want him to sell it but maybe that's part of the reason why he did because he like obviously held grudges against her and they did not have a good relationship at that point he might have just not wanted her to have anything and tried his best to do that but but she, obviously she got a lot of money though she got a still lot of money. yeah even while in prison yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah the, um Aldo Gucci's granddaughter um her name was actually Patrizia Gucci so it's a different Patrizia but same name which is kind of confusing <laughs> Um, but I guess they just were a big fan of the name in that family. Um, but she complained um, in April 2021 that Al Pacino holds no resemblance to Aldo, the real Aldo. She says, my grandfather was a very handsome man, like all the Gucci's, and very tall, blue eyes, and very elegant, Patrizia told the Associated Press. He is being played by Al Pacino, who is not very tall already, and this photo shows him as fat, short, with side bo- sideburns, really ugly, shameful, because he doesn't resemble him at all. Like, ouch! Like, why did you have to, like, come for Al Pacino like that? Right? <laughs> so rude. Apparently she doesn't know who he is. I mean, he's Scarface. He, know. he knows people. I'm like, he would be a great addition to this cast you know what i mean have like, they not seen the godfather exactly <laughs> yeah so patrizia gucci the blood relative one also believed paolo's legacy was put to shame by jared leto's house of gucci um the styling basically she says um his unkempt hair and a lilac corduroy suit excuse me um she said it's horrible it's horrible patrizia vented um she said i still feel offended Okay, I'm sorry, but, like, what a Karen this lady sounds like. Like, relax. You haven't even seen the movie yet. You're just basing it off of the way that everybody looks in the trailer. I don't know. I just think it's funny that she's just, like, complaining about the actors that were chosen. But, yeah, a cool, dramatic story there. I'm definitely excited to see the film um, when it comes out. It comes out in November, but 
Yeah, it just goes to show, like, what money and power makes people do, um, and their egos, too, because Patrizia obviously would do anything for her money and for her power and her status, so, yeah, that is the uh, Gucci family right there for you. Bet you'll never look at those purses the same anymore. <laughs> yeah, I do not own one, but... <laughs> I don't either. But you can imagine. But I can imagine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah, no, interesting. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for Thanks, Lisa, for here. joining yes. us again. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's been fun. Yes. We made some uh, some merch as well. And... Yep. And don't forget to uh, enter in for the October contest. It's about to end soon. So get your donations in, PayPal, website, or com. All the things. Yes, and if you have any fun fashion stories that we don't know, let us know. We'd love to hear them. Yes. Email us, message us, DM us, whatever. Horrorwineandcrime at gmail.com. And uh, hope you guys are still listening in Italy. Hopefully she gives you guys justice. Yeah, hopefully we moved from number 55 to... 54. 54. Or... I'd be content with that. That's fine. <laughs> Carlos, come on, man. We're still waiting for you to hit us up. <laughs> Let us know what's going on. Keep us posted. And, uh, well, I guess uh, until next week when we got a new story, new crime, mm-hmm. new wine. <laughs> love, love that rhyme. Ah, that kind of rhyme, too. Oh, <laughs> oh we're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well... You guys enjoy your days or evenings or whatever it is you're listening to this. And uh, we will uh, talk again soon. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye.